0: Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, November 30th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Let's start with a quick update on the Mirai botnet attacking DSL modems. Interesting piece of news here from ComSecurus, a security company that took apart one of uh, the Deutsche Telekom Speedport modems that kept falling over over the weekend. Well, it turns out that this particular modem is actually not vulnerable to this TR69 vulnerability. Instead, what they're assuming is that the modem itself essentially just locked up because all of the connections that the Mira botnet established with it. A lot of consumer level network equipment, of course, tends to fall over even under moderate loads. So that wouldn't be a big surprise if a modem like this would just lock up if too many connections are established to it. And the rate of connections typically doesn't really have to be all that high. And that's uh, really what uh, Comsecurus is testing here in their blog. Well, other than that, the scanning is still happening. We still see plenty of scans for this vulnerability. The URL for the malware download keeps changing. They keep modifying this as one domain name is removed. Another domain name is being used in order to obtain the final malware. If you're interested in looking at some of uh, the malware more closely, I did uh, post some of uh, the samples that I collected. You'll find a link uh, to it in the latest version of the post that I put up today. And then we got a neat and kind of interesting, but uh, maybe not terribly severe vulnerability in Windows 10 that may provide attacker access to a BitLocker encrypted drive during a system upgrade this only happens during a major upgrade so for example if you're upgrading to the anniversary update and what happens during the upgrade is that the BitLocker drive of course is unlocked because Windows has to modify it and Windows is actually running in a pre-installation environment during the upgrade so a minimum stripped-down version of Windows Anybody with access to the system can then get a shell by just holding down shift and F10 and with that you get your command prompt and you would have full access as system to the BitLocker encrypted drive. So the lesson here is uh, don't run these updates while your system is sitting unsupervised in a hotel room. Of course, there is a chance if you do run these updates remotely uh, that uh, something bad could happen if, for example, the system already got stolen and now you're sort of unlocking it for the attacker. The Shift F10 issue has been around uh, for quite a while. I think Windows 7 or so is the first one that uh, introduced that. But of course here yeah, the added twist is that it does provide a way around BitLocker. And researchers at the University Darmstadt uh, came up with an interesting technique that promises uh, to provide a software solution for the Rohhammer attack. The Rohhammer attack refers to very quickly flipping bits in memory and by doing so affecting bits that are physically close to those bits that you flipped in the physical memory. So with this uh, less privileged user could affect memory that's being owned by a more privileged user and you have approach escalation exploit and this has been demonstrated in a number of different attacks. Now what these researchers did initially was to essentially just modify the bootloader. The bootloader would check which parts of memory are susceptible to this attack and then essentially just block access to this memory. This of course does reduce the available memory and uh, also provides uh, some performance overhead. What they did next was a more generic as they call it approach in that they are assigning memory for processes that are owned by different privileged users. That's not a adjacent to each other. So, a process that runs with elevated privileges will not be assigned memory that's adjacent to memory that is being used by a less privileged process. Sounds like a pretty cumbersome and difficult thing to do, but apparently they managed to implement this scheme very effectively in Linux and the Linux implementation they have only does cost them about half a percent in performance which would certainly be something sort of acceptable the main threat here is to virtual machines uh, where one virtual machine could then have access to memory of a different virtual machine running on the same host and of course in that particular case you could make sure that these virtual machines don't run in adjacent memory Right now, the software is in a proof-of-concept stage, so nothing has been released yet, as far as I can tell. But given that they're using Linux as an example operating system here, this may very well show up in future versions. Well, that's it for today, so thanks again for listening, and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.